0: Welcome to the BBW Network Plus podcast. This is part two and the continuation of Should Corporal Punishment Be Used in School? They still, because it don't work.
1: It works, it but don't, don't work. What else? Is, you don't know what else is going on with that person. Yeah,
0: but it don't matter what else is yeah, going on. We know
1: plays a, society plays a big part in a lot of stuff. Because yeah, I told you on the uh, on Facebook, I did not know what crack cocaine was until I was fifteen years old, and I was a a what a sophomore in high school. Yeah, but just Why? because. Hold up, because just because I was not exposed. Just to because
0: that. somebody just because there's something else going on with a child, the whooping ain't gonna do him no good. That's not gonna do him any good. You just beating on a child and and then then you're not fixing the problem anyway. That's my whole thing.
1: After the first incident of paddling, you see all that information is turned into the school board. When Uh a child is paddled in school, that information is logged and turned into the school board say after the first time that child is still giving trouble the school board actually intervenes and re- makes recommendations to the family the parents as far as what could be done that's why in school you would see a lot of kids going into the rotc programs and these um i don't know what they call them but i call them kitty boot camps uh-huh. and stuff like that because that's they don't want to continue to have to paddle your child we need to find something else that will work
0: and another hold up and another thing is this now them white kids were just as bad as we were in class in school they did all kind of stuff that never made it to the principal's office they did all kind of stuff outside of class drugs sex prank all that stuff they did but you know what they didn't get the whoopings we got they did only ones know, that will get only ones that will get the whoopings or the poor white kids that those are you know the why? only ones but the, and
1: I, this is the thing that it, that's the thing you know and another thing we need to talk about race does play a big part in a lot of this because you only hear about bad statistics and data research data when it comes to black folks why because that's what's going to get people talking And we live in a society that would like to make us think that race doesn't, you know, doesn't exist. You know, racism doesn't exist anymore. And that's so far from the truth. Right now, it's actually worse because, you know, the administration we have now. But at the same time, they're not going to talk about the rich little white kid getting paddled by the principal. Why? Because it doesn't get ratings. It doesn't get attention. It doesn't get people talking. We're going to talk about, you know, black people because you know what? We make for good conversation. That's yeah, why. Exactly. That's, I, that's why I say as a, soci- as a group so, of people, as a race, we need to get it together. So, because actually,
0: uh-huh.
1: if you want some, some stuff to research, 29% of society of white people are on food stamps as opposed to 25% of black people. That's another thing. Well, of course. That, that's what I was just telling you yeah. about, you know, attention, uh-huh. to get the attention. So, to be honest with you, there are more educationally inclined i'm talking about smart beyond measure black kids than there are white but you'll never hear about them uh-huh. because why because we live in a society where your race determines a lot of
0: things exactly so if i'm sitting in a class and and i and i'm a i'm a white teacher or or whatever and i don't like a student if the student is taking a test And he happened to drop a eraser or he say, turn around and say, oh, man, I made a mistake. Let me see your pen right quick. Oh, you being disruptive. Get out. Bam.
1: That child goes to the principal's office and say, Uh I would like to speak to my parent. I would like to let my parent know what happened. Parent come to school, know that their child know that the child had a legitimate reason to do what they a did legitimate you, reason. the yes, teacher going to
0: fabricate the whole thing that she's going to fabricate,
1: fabricate. Yeah. the teacher can fabricate uh-huh. but they need to know that the parents did come the, see that's what's going to scare them when an involved parent comes and gets really involved that scares the school board they don't like that yeah. they don't like it they don't like it when a parent that's why I say when a parent is deeply involved in their child's education oh yeah That's a scare tactic to them, because they know we can't do nothing to f all this up. We can't do nothing because these parents are going to be on our butts. Exactly, and that's that's what we need. That's what we need. But at the same time, you know your son is no good, and don't get me wrong. I hate to say that about kids, but you know when your child is bad. Yeah, you know, there's
0: some so, bad kids out there. I won't, so I not uh, dispute you, you on that. Yeah,
1: you you put the teacher uh-huh. in a position to where she's like, okay, what are we gonna do with this one? Uh huh. Cause he's not gonna stop. She's not gonna stop. What do we do? And then you have the parents. That's what I was telling you. The, you know, I, I can only give by an example. I had a parent. I had when I was working at Bright Spots, so a Learning and Behavior.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's a the school for children that have behavioral problems.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: the thing is, the parent was seventeen and the child was fourteen. That's not much of an age difference. Uh-huh. And when you think about it, the the mother was a child herself when she had the child. Yeah, the little girl. So that plays a big part too the parent doesn't have guidance instructor because if she did
0: mm-mm, mm-hmm. so, mm-mm. Wh- so what are you going to do about the child that um, that doesn't have any guidance at home their parent might have not been their mom might have not been in their life they might not know who their father is so what do you do with that child
1: you work with that child you get there's every child is going to have some type of legal guardian am I wrong whether they're in foster care, adopted, they're going to have some type of legal guardianship. The teacher should work with them and say, I'm the teacher. I'm here to educate, but I'm here to help you help your child. Uh-huh. They, give, they give resources. My resource counselor in middle school was Miss Kaiser and she was the sweetest person ever. Uh-huh. I still remember her. I went to her funeral. That's how much of an impact she had on my life. They will work with whoever the legal guardian is to try and help that child. But when a parent shows the the system, the school, that they don't care either, where do you... Are they supposed to continue reaching out? Are they supposed to, you know, waste their resources on somebody who does not want to change or does not want to see change in their child? Well... And And forget about the other 21 students in the class?
0: Well, you know what? It's set up for the system is set up for you not to be able to handle disruptive st- students and I won't even call them disruptive students students that learn different it's not set up for that but what it do do is it deem them unteachable and that that's not that's that's not that's the not way true. to go there's no such thing as an unteachable well person. you can call it what you want but if you keep suspending the kid and saying he's disruptive and sending him to all these, that that's basically what you're saying that's basically what you're saying that he's not gonna make it.
1: So do we keep him in the classroom and let him continue with that behavior?
0: I mean you ain't gonna have much of a choice but to try to get him out the classroom because there's nowhere else for him to go or her to go. The problem who, is you need, the you need to have somewhere you need to who
1: does the plan- who does the parent blame for that?
0: Well I mean hey, look a person gonna do what they want to do
1: That's what I'm saying so, so it's like what do you
0: do? you got to change the system
1: the system the system can change just like society did but that's not going to stop all these bad ass kids i say it without no filter without nothing because i work with them
0: yes and i can st- tell
1: you we put labels on these kids to try to make it look like they are sweet and they are angels and guess what they aren't well, there are some very disrespectful and, and well, the proper word for a child that's like that is called a rogue child. But you, you're,
0: not, that- you're not going to stop all the kids, but I guarantee you the percentages of disruptive students or students you deem that you can't really help or do nothing for is, is going to go down. I mean, if, if if I'm sitting in a class and, and, you know, I'm an artistic person. Most artistic people don't want you to be sitting there talking in no classroom. They want to be out doing something uh, creative. They're creators. Well, I mean, all yeah, of us are creators, but they want to be out.
1: Nephew. I have an autistic nephew, and he does definitely learn different. Yeah. And he also, he does have some issues with his behavior.
0: Most, the, most sister- artists do. If you, it, it, let's just use this. If you go through... The uh just let's look let's look at singers. If you go through some of the greats, they all had issues. All of them have issues because it a lot of them are either all the way to the left or they all the way to the right. It's really no in-between with them, but you know, a lot of times the, the, uh, the school system, they don't have a place for them. Take, for instance, Tommy Davidson, the the, uh, the comedian. He said that when he was in school, the teacher, he always got in trouble because he was always trying to be funny. But the mm-hmm. very thing that he was good at doing, they had nowhere for him to go to, to advance his his skills. It should have been a place where you could put that disruptive child. And that his disruptiveness in his comedic uh, personality, it drove him to be successful and there's a lot of kids in school that probably had the same prop that has the same problem he do but we deem him hey man he ain't going nowhere he's disruptive you know we got to do something with him well in this system that we got set up there ain't nowhere for you to do it ain't nothing for you to do for him but send him out to class or suspend him so what are you gonna do that's what i'm saying my
1: question from parents all the time is What do I do? My child is disruptive in class. They don't Uh listen. I say, do you know your child's likes, dislikes, talents, things that they, you know, what do you know about your child? Well, I know my child likes music. Okay. Use music, use what they like to Mm. bring that behavior down which means let them know that you can still enjoy your love of music but in order you all we all know music to be a musical artist to be a rapper it takes discipline
0: yeah use, i mean to be anything you, it takes discipline. use
1: the music to discipline them you have to let them know hey you have all these these you know ambitions to be this artist this rapper this singer whatever how do you expect to get that if you don't have the proper education? Use your talents to learn. Make it something learn. Like my nephew, he's autistic. His thing is he likes to play games on his tablet. Okay. Uh-huh. But at the same time, he has homework. So my sister incorporated his games and homework together
0: and made learning for him fun. Well, this that's what to- that, that what she did should be in school. You they shouldn't even have that, to be having parents, that at but home but all the time. Don't,
1: but parents don't want to hear from teachers that their child needs to be taught differently. They think that you're singling out their child. They don't want to hear that. They, To be honest with you, and I hate to say this with everything in me, a parent would rather you tell them that their child is ADD. Than to tell them that oh, that's their child. BS. yeah. I'm trying to tell you. They would rather yeah. hear that than to hear a teacher say, your child needs to be in a class with kids that learn similar to him.
0: Man, Or look.
1: your child may need to have some extra assignments because, or he may need you as a parent to work with him a little bit more. Like I said, an extension of the school at home with his homework. Because he's doing his homework. But no one's looking over his homework. So when he's called up to the classroom to answer a question, he gets mad and disruptive because he got it wrong. Uh-huh. Did you look over? Did you look over his homework? Yeah, well. Did you go over the ones that were wrong with him? No, you just send him to school and think the teacher's supposed to do it.
0: Well, look, and, and and that's another thing. Every just because a kid has a guardian doesn't mean that their parents are responsible so the child shouldn't suffer because of that
1: and that's the last thing the teacher wants to do i promise you i have about four friends that are in my close circle that are actually teachers Uh and they say that all the time this child such and such has so much potential if only the parents would work with us because the child the child gets it but at the same time, children know when they're bad. They know when they're disruptive because when a child is gonna tell you if you don't do this, I'ma flash out. He's letting you know.
0: Yeah, and and the next thing too. <laughs> look, telling you I'm, look, bad. Look, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. Wait till you when you get children, you ain't gonna be wanting nobody to power. Who? You. You think so? I know so because I I'm gonna tell you. I am a 23 year
1: I'm old, th- a 21 year old, a 17 and a 13 year old nephew, and ask Oh, it's different. I've, no no uh, no no yeah. no, no. That's, let, that's me uh-uh. let me reiterate let me reiterate i have told and his teach his mom's teachers have told my sisters told all the teachers if they bad
0: guess what it,
1: in my neighborhood that i grew up in everybody had permission to witness yeah
0: that's a different that's first, a different that's, that's, that, that's, that's a total that's a total difference
1: that That is is totally different i have to disagree because that's how i will raise because because miss miss
0: evelyn that you go to church with that your mama go to church with those people had your best interest at heart but you sending them up to that schoolhouse with a somebody that got all kind of other issues and all this you don't know what's going on in their life they don't visit you they don't know you they don't know that kid they never been around you i mean the, the the i mean when i was in elementary like first or second grade like a lot of the teachers that taught my mama taught me and yeah. when, when hey when school was over and we go to church we see the same people in church yeah, they would walk past it was for but me. that's not how it is these days and these that's people why you
1: go you no. go back to the, the age difference between the parent and the child that's two different generations okay that's okay. way different and, and you can you got a you basically got a woman with the mentality of a child trying to raise a child because she was a child herself when she got pregnant
0: yeah that's that's true you have a lot of that going on
1: that's what i'm saying so why don't we get to the root of the problem and then you got man one rule that i've always told parents y'all need to stop negotiating with these kids I'm going to sit here as Cassandra, Renee, Fernell, and tell you that my daddy, Oliver James Fernell, did not ask me to do anything. He told me what I was going to do. Yeah. And I did it. Why? I didn't pay no bills in this house. I didn't. Have, I didn't feed myself. I didn't do none of that. but they got parents nowadays they negotiate with these kids they debate back and forth with these kids you don't debate you're gonna go to school because i told you you're going to school but i don't like school okay the people in hell don't like that it's hot oh well why are you why are we debating with kids Why are we doing this? That's the society we live in now. You have these kids that's walking around with $300 of hair in their head and $200 shoes and they failing. Because, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. You know how many times my feelings got hurt? It's ridiculous. It's like we need to start calling a spade a spade and a jack a jack. We need to do that. And back to this topic, corporal punishment is an extension of what is going on at home as far as structure and discipline for the child. Like I said, there are some kids you will never have to lay a hand on, but then there are some, like you said, just like they learn different, there's some you gotta structure different. There's some you have to discipline. So how are you
0: gonna decipher for which one learn different and which one You find to that
1: out from the parent. So, and if the parent or the guardian or whatever does not know anything about this child then you have a problem on your
0: hands so Susie sitting in class being disruptive and she get to go she gets sent out to class or get get sent home but such and such get get a paddling how that's that's how how that's that's gonna work out
1: that's not how it works you have to do something so severe to get a paddling on first first they're gonna try everything they're gonna have a parent teacher you know parent teacher meeting
0: um, They're um, going to try
1: that. They're going to try punish work. They're going to try after school detention. They're going to try everything be- to try to curve that behavior before it gets to a paddling. Okay. But so... if, the par- if the parent isn't on board with any of it, guess what? The child is going to continue to be disruptive.
0: Well, I and mean. Not,
1: it's not only in that teacher's classroom. It's going to be throughout life. Uh, not necessarily and until, until until they get it. I mean, until those knees get dirty a few times yeah. before those ankles get broken a few times. They it's going. But why put your child through that? Well, when you look, can start early, when you can start early, and between the ages, why do you think kids do not start schooling? I'm not talking about kindergarten and daycare schooling
0: uh-huh. until
1: they're around five or six years old because between the ages of one and four that's when a child learns to individualize they can learn they get the concept they don't learn at all don't don't they don't learn it all between right and wrong and what they can and cannot do why that's why because they're going to be going into school they're going to be around people of all backgrounds and they need to learn tolerance they need to learn that they can't have their way no is a very important word kids don't like it why because they don't want they want what they want when they want and how
0: they want yeah because kids are looking they're trying to find their place for respect and exactly. from 1 to 7 they're in the recording phase as a human exactly. being you're just watching so, and trying to figure out or uh, uh, how to navigate your way throughout the world at that and, point
1: and when they get to the point where there there's no discipline at home there's no structure at home that carries yeah that carries. I say you you have a child that steals. Guess what they gonna do when they get older if you don't stop it? Well, most
0: go, li- yeah, most likely you see. gonna have a thief. Go, exactly.
1: That's what I'm saying. You have a ch- a child you notice that's like in third or fourth grade. She's wanting to wear tight clothes, and you and you don't do nothing to curb that behavior. What's the chances of her becoming a teenage mom?
0: Yeah you know what hey, That's why it's structure <laughs> hey I, look i'm gonna let you have the last word but i'm gonna say this though one more time <laughs> when you get a child nope. <laughs> you ain't gonna want nobody you ain't gonna want no principal to be hitting on your child
1: i'd rather the principal call me and let me go do it yeah
0: now now maybe but you ain't gonna you ain't gonna principal call back say child disrupted I'm finna put I'm finna put some wood on. Them. <laughs> they ain't finna, I promise you, you gonna be like, wait, no, this wait. Is
1: the, thing. the first no, my first question gonna be like, What well, she did.
0: I might and ask you what some, you thought. Nah, I ain't gonna even ask what they some, did. If
1: they say my daughter or some my, my son or whatever braced up to a teacher and want to fight, well, hold up. she gonna get it. I'm coming. See the principal gonna do it in his office where nobody could see. I'm gonna do it in front of that class. You wanna be an ass? I'm gonna show you how to be an ass. Yeah, that's just and it does like i say parenting doesn't take a child you know you if you're an adult you can get the concept of parenting it's common sense children have no they don't have no guidance until you teach it to them they don't have no structure until you teach it to them so it doesn't take being a parent to know how to raise a child you got to be an adult with common sense to raise a child
0: that's true (laughs)
1: I have an older sister and a younger brother. I'm in the middle, and I can tell
0: you—oh Lord, that's why you got middle. You got middle child. child syndrome.
1: I don't have. Oh no, they got the same things. And the in fact, my sister got it worse than I did. <laughs> my brother too. <laughs> so, but no, I got whipped for the stuff he did. So yeah, I don't have middle child syndrome. We all got our butt tore up. Okay. And I can see here and I can tell you as we end this podcast, I'm not saying this is just my personal experience. Due to the structure that I had, the the you know, the discipline that I had, I could stand here at 42. And this is not to disrespect or step on anybody's toes or say anything negative about anybody. I have never sat in anybody's jail cell. My parents did not have to look for me in the streets, nightclubs or nothing. Like I said, I'm 42 with no kids. I did what my education was more important to me. And I knew that what my parents were doing when they whipped me for cutting up in school, it wasn't because they wanted to say I'm the parent. I make the rules. No, they wanted to show me your education is important. You need it because we won't be here forever. I need to give you the tools that you need so that when I go on, you can make it in this world
0: that's it
1: and then your, and then your kids could make it in this world exactly so but i enjoyed this podcast well i encourage parents do whatever you have to do to get involved in your kids lives as far as education the friends they communicate with all of that because all that plays a role in the person that they'll become later in life
0: Well, there you have it, folks. I'd like to thank Miss Cassandra for coming on the show and sharing with us her perspective on corporal punishment. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that agree with corporal punishment, even though I still don't. Trust me, there is a lot of people that agree with her. Anyway, fam, we done beat this horse enough which brings us to the end of this particular episode. I would like for you to subscribe and share this podcast. I would also like for you to go to the BBW Network Plus Facebook group and hit us up over there. Also, check us out on Instagram. Until next time, fam, be happy.